things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. Happy Friday, Anna McCool. How are you doing, my dear? You know how I'm doing today. I know. You're getting jiggy with it. Da-na, I, am, na, na, I, am, na. I am. This is like the down a week, right? Yeah. Like right before treatment week. Yeah. So this is when I'm like feeling my oats for Good like for three you. days. I'm at 110%. Yeah. No, day. listen. It was a shocker for me because like you're asking me like, hey, let me share your ashtray. And I'm like, for what? And it's like, and then, you know, OG's like, no, we'll just get you your own ashtray. Like, you're smoking this week? Okay, that's good. You know, hey, so. So everybody knows, since I was diagnosed six months ago, I've had the equivalent, because I used to have a cigar a day habit. And I have not had cigars since I got diagnosed. I had, I've had one cigar. And like, and I'll buy a cigar and mm. I'll get one out of my locker yeah. over at the private lounge at Cigar Hustler. Uh, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll get one and I'll go about, I don't know, I'll go about a quarter in, if mm. even that, because I'm really, really adamant about following my treatment plan. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But it's been a really great week. I've got a lot to celebrate. I am doing, like I was at my heart doctor, my heart doctor said, you have the heart of a warrior. Uh. Yeah. So even after all the chemo, I'm doing really good. My heart's in good shape. And um, so I'm, I'm really happy about that. I'm happy about, I'm going to talk about this a lot, shameless plug about this, is on September 29th. September 29th, yep. Save the date because I am hosting Let's Wig Out for Cancer. This is going to be a cancer charity event, and there's so many great things in store for this. Joe Hearn and I are doing this. Good. You, you all know Joe Hearn. Joe, Joe does a phenomenal Joe does, job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Joe's mm-hmm. not half-assed in this. No. All the proceeds will be going to local charity foundations, which I believe in yep. keeping money local. Yep. We were successful with my whole head shaving thing uh, so, yeah, six thousand two hundred dollars yeah six thousand two hundred dollars ten dollars at a time in two weeks that's what we raised yeah so with this one we have lofty goals but i believe in our volusia county people so yes. i gotta come banging on your door for sponsorship and money even if sometimes i have trouble with the local governments i still believe in the volusia county people yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let's get housekeeping done i'm really yeah. excited about our guest today um yeah. dragging him in here and we're going to talk about things oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> introduce you in just a moment so do uh, our housekeeping my friend housekeeping uh so hey everyone please uh, do not forget to follow us on uh, youtube uh, go ahead and like subscribe all the good stuff you get the notifications when the video drops obviously you can always catch us on podbean and spotify i use personally i personally use spotify so this way in case i can't watch the video or something's going on funky with the video mm-hmm. i can still catch it on spotify we do go ahead and capture the link from Facebook, I mean, from YouTube to put it over on Facebook. We have followers on Facebook as well. So, folks, don't forget, um, let's not complicate this. Just click on the picture or something like that down below, and that's all you got to do. Like, I don't need to post another link. Did you just call our, our viewers stupid or something? No, I just want to make sure they're doing the right thing because I feel like, you know, are you guys going over there? Like, there's like, oh, 300, over 300 followers or whatever it is. I'm like, okay, people, like, you go know, go, go to YouTube and then go subscribe and you get the notification. Then you yeah. get to hear me and Dana. Yeah. And we talk about all good things. I know some people have complained before in the past it was a little bit west side centric we are trying to make sure we're mm-hmm. talking in volusia it's one of the reasons why we have this good gentleman here today mm-hmm. next week my hope and plan is i, I was talking to you today we patricia. Def- we want patricia northy on here because we want to talk volusia echo and forever that's yep. a big topic it's been up re- uh, recently and i yep. definitely i definitely wanted to talk about it and i called mm-hmm. you today on it so we need to talk about it so yep. 
we are trying to get more and more Volusia County and even some Eastside folks to come on the board. And some yep. of you have noticed we've gotten some Eastside folks as well. So, and more. And Randy Dye will be on here the week after. Yes, he is Rand- candidate Randy for yep. chair. So Randy, Randy Dye is coming on. And, and, you know, so that's kind of the plan. Um, mm-hmm. Also, let me see. What else I got? Oh, oh wait, wait. Wait. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Go ahead. Who's your lover? My lover this week is <laughs> Knuckle Sandwich. Really? Yeah. So that means one of two things is going to happen. You don't like my cigar? Hey, F you, you're going to get a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> if not, it's knuckle I don't know. I'm just being silly. So it's a silly kind of day. But knuckle sandwich is it. Yes. A- ask me. Okay, Dana. What's your lover? Who's, who's, your, your, who's, lover? Your, who's your lover? What's your lover? It depends on how you want to do hey, it. <laughs> we take a piece of bread. We, uh, yeah. we put random things oh, on it. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. That's an inside joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple of those. Uh, get yeah, used yeah. to it by the 15-minute mark. Um, so. Today... My lover is my faithful Habana, Pastana, oh, Habana. Okay. This one, I, I'm only get a quarter way through yeah. it, right? Because of the yeah, thing, right? Yep. But I really, really wanted to enjoy today. So I go back to the one that always satisfies. Awesome. Good. Doubt, so yeah. listen, so we are just, listen, so folks, you always know I have my trusty Elvis, Elvis letter. Elvis is in the building. Because Elvis is always in the building. I love Elvis. And I got a little leaf blonde because today was a, just hot and I just was feeling the mood. So today I got a leaf blonde beer. Dude, uh, can I just say coffee. something? Yeah. We're just fucking pointing something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Coffee's not been your fucking normal here for the past few weeks. I'm well, just going to say. Yeah, did I have you know a beer why? last week? I had a beer last you know week why? too. Yeah, why? You know why? Yeah, because I'm, I'm a fucking man. I'm a fucking man. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, sound thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you, OG and Mike and Mike Productions. They're awesome and Cigar Hustle family, folks. If you're on the West Side, please check it out. It's mm-hmm. a great place to just come and just relax. Everybody's just really cool people in here, so mm-hmm. it's a great family. Anyways, so that said, I'm done. That said, I'm going to introduce our guest today. Yeah, I invited our guest today because mm. he knows all things dirt and trees. Mm. And so, um, <laughs> well, most things start in trees. <laughs> and uh, being a Georgia girl, yep. being a conservationist, yep. being a liberal, yeah. I needed to hear more about dirt and soil. Okay. Because I know that you have, you think that um, Volusia soil and water shouldn't be like you don't believe in well not specifically them mm-hmm. i just in general conceptually speaking i don't believe in any of the that's republicans soil- speak for yes i do but i'm not going to say that on the air <laughs> no no i just i'm just saying that i think that all soil water conservation district boards uh, should be disbanded however and we'll get into the however and i'll clarify my comments down the road a little tiny bit okay. so that's just me uh-huh. like the like the west Wooster hospital authority like i said before i think it should be disbanded i qualified my answer with you know my response mm-hmm. uh, i thought pr- properly so We'll get into that a little bit more on soil water conservation. Okay. I'm going to let Austin have his way. Austin Spivey. Austin Spivey. But listen, yes. this is what I'm This is what I'm going to be drilling you on today. Okay. All right. Okay. The Volusia Soil and Water Conservation District provides many valuable services in your area. This includes promoting low-impact development. Let's talk about that one. Do you promote low-impact development? We do. Um, well, can I... Can we back up? Absolutely. And then I can talk a little bit about. Uh, Go for it. Who are you? Where said. are you from? So, Austin what's your Spivey, sign? Um, so just <laughs> <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing. Oh, my God. Um, you're just poking the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I love it. Austin, keep poking the bear as much as you want to. Don't worry about it. I'm good with it. It'll get her going. <laughs> so, so, a little background, right? Um, I'm a farmer. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not an environmentalist. I'm not a low impact develops development specialist. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this to, to give a little bit of credence, I think, to what um, has already been said is that um, 
the the soil and water conservation districts for sure have some redundancies no doubt about it there's some redundancies and i think the the efficacy of these boards has been diluted because the people that were allowed to be on these boards had seemingly no affiliation and it's been used as a stepping stone i mean let's face it mm -hmm. you know i one of the reasons i got into it was because well, one, I serve my industry um, in a lot of different capacities in Lake County, mm -hmm. you know, because ag has been so good to me. I've traveled the world. I've met amazing people. Agriculture has changed my life, but I don't do enough for Volusia where I live. And that's and then time and time again over the last decade, I'd see people that were, you know, uh, uh, running for office for soil and water conservation district. And I'd like any candidate, I do some Googling. I try to find out a little bit of information on them. And they're, oh, they're a hairdresser. Oh, they're this. And I think, my gosh, what an injustice, you know, because the primary purpose of those groups was to serve the local ag community, right? And almost to be a liaison between local farmers yep. and the ag community with NRCS and, and some of these cost share programs and things that are available um, for agriculture. So... I complained about it mm. like everybody does, yeah. you know, rather than, and then I finally said, you know what, shut up, Austin, just do something about it. Mm. And I kind of had a little mm. bit of a hint of some leg legislation that was coming, but it was not a, a sure deal at the time. And I said, you know what, I'm going to roll the dice. I'm just going to put my name on the ballot and I'm not going to, I'm not going to campaign. I'm not doing any of that. I got, yeah. I got too much to do. Right. But you know, if it, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And so I went and to down to the office and they said well you got to pay your five bucks or whatever and i okay you know and they're like oh we got to have a check and i'm like my goodness really a paper check I'm like don't you have zelle or cash app or something you know like, what about just cash and like, no, no no it's got to be a paper check I'm like okay i'll go by my bank and get checks yeah um so i i do that and they said well pick you know here's the people you're running against and and i did a quick google search and i thought okay you know and and where's my area and i was like i just arbitrarily picked said person right mm -hmm. and um and then two days later, I came back with my checks and they said, oh, well, you know, you're running unopposed because mm. this this bill was finally signed by DeSantis. Right. And, and because of my relationship with one of the legislators behind it, um, I kind of knew it was. coming. Wait, 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 wait. Elaborate on, on the relationship. <laughs> mm -hmm. OK, so I serve as president, uh, current president of the Lake County Farm Bureau Board. Mm -hmm. um, one of the uh, legislators that sponsored the bill to change the criteria to be on Volusia County, or not Volusia, all soil and water, mm -hmm. all these special districts, mm -hmm. um, was to have an affiliation with agriculture, mm -hmm. right? Whether it be an active, uh, actively employed by agriculture or retired from agriculture or mm -hmm. some specific affiliation. Um, I, and I don't have, for the record, I do not have a problem with that Republican-led bill. So yeah. No, it was yeah. it was it was sponsored. It was partisan in part by my boss, Keith. You know, Representative Keith yep. now. And on the Senate yeah. side, it was uh, Senator Travis Hudson. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. so Keith serves on the board for Lake County. He's a Lake mm -hmm. County yeah. resident, and um, and that's nice how guy. I have a relationship with him. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so basically, I go back with my paper check, and they say, "Well, you're in." You know, congratulations. And I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I immediately start going to the meetings to try to get an idea. Um, of, of what all's involved and and because there's this been complete revolutionary uh, or, or 
complete turnover with one exception. Only one seat remained, and that's Wendy Anderson. Mm -hmm. okay. She's the, the environmental horticulture chair at Stetson. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess that fits the parameters of the, of the, um, the requirements. Yeah. Um, She's a badass. Yeah, and, and we have a great relationship. And, and thank God that Wendy's on there because everyone else is new, yeah. right? And we don't know what we're doing. We don't have control of, uh, I mean, we didn't mm -hmm. have control of the finances. We're all trying to figure out the, the overarching support agency, which is mm -hmm. the Association of Conservation Districts. Yeah. Um, we're trying to navigate all these different things. And so really what we're working on right now is trying to, um, to get our house in order, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we have elected officers, you know, we we're trying to build a foundation, um, you know, in terms of our control of the website, um, getting that up to date, making sure we're, we're meeting all the sunshine law requirements of posting the things, mm -hmm. you know, and trying to get everything uh, legitimized. We're currently engaged in a fundraiser. I, I, I got a bunch of trees donated, mm -hmm. like legitimate trees, not, you know, yeah. little dinky trees, but like 300 trees donated that we're gonna we're doing a tree sale on uh august 22nd Good. um so we're we're really hoping to get a little bit of funds to start to pursue the things you know that mm -hmm. that we're, we want to do some of which is uh low impact development we we were approached by um a uh a group in daytona and, and the name escapes me right now but you know they had applied for a grant to get to build it like a demonstration rain garden kind mm -hmm. of um, filtration oh. system um and it unfortunately got denied but we're going back to the drawing i find that shocking now. for belisha county uh, well you know listen um all good stuff so let me lay in a little bit of premise work to a little time bit so i can kind of color in some stuff for austin and for you as well and just and the general audience so um last year or the year before that whatever it was in, in 20 the, for the 22 election uh, 22 session, um, there were issues coming up where there were individuals around the state, a lot of ag folks. We're just complaining this in general because what people don't realize is soil water conservation districts came up through the 1930s after the Dust Bowl era, right? Federal yep. government allowed for the opportunity to have this and all states create their own soil water conservation districts. And the idea was for BMPs, which if you don't know, that's best management practices and so forth and so on, right? For the ag community in general, right? And how do we conserve the water how do we how do we just farm better right without overuse and, and overkill and then read you know replanting regrowing the same um, areas and you know whatever all under bmps so that was fine for a long time and then what happened is i think what transpired over a period of time is either some ag folks just didn't as as times went on now you have the creation of after the soil water conservation district you have the creation of dep in the state of florida you have the creation Which i just gotta say sucks by the way dep is so lax here why are you smiling you agree with me don't you I, I think that i think here. i think there are things that i wish they would do a little bit better as far as you know the, and we can always get into that but there i think i think there are things that i wish they would do a little better but you have dep st john's water management district uh, along with the water management districts in general they were eventually set up and then you have um dax which is department of agriculture right. consumer services yeah. right and so a lot of the ag folks they will interact more with them than they do soil water conservation and so it, it kind of became something I believe, and in my research was, and I talked to reporters about this as well, that you know it became something a little bit obsolete, but some 
started to use it as a stepping stone. Like there are people, like there were people who were supposed to be environmentalists who had no clue what the hell they're even talking about, but they're on these soil water conservation districts. And so it just seemed like we got away from the mission of helping ag to now becoming a platform for, you know, for environmentalists just in general, right? That sounds a lot like the fucking office of the governor right now. No, like well, we stopped governing the state of Florida. Oh, and we started no, gosh, geez. Anyways, that's all another conversation. So anyways, my point is, is that, so he was getting some rumblings from a lot of folks. And so we decided, okay, let's challenge it a little tiny bit. Let's figure out how far we can push it, right? And so eventually, so the initial concept was, you know what, let's just do away with it and let's see what happens. And obviously we had Senator um, Travis Hudson, we approached him and we, you know, and so forth. He said he loved the idea and the concept. And so we said, okay, fine. Then obviously as we go through the process like anything else in Tallahassee, then you start getting from everybody. Audubon Society came up to us. There was a Highlands County um, Soil Water Conservation District. They actually do a phenomenal job. Met with their executive director. She does a great job down there. And others as well, a few others as well. But there's also some boards that they hadn't met like in two, three years. So we're going, so what's the point in even having a board then? Sure. So that's some of the things that we, we looked at. And so when we, and then we wanted to get back to Mission Original, and we said, hey, you need to have this type of a background more or less if you want to get on these boards. And then also, you got to meet at least, I think we, I think the stipulation, at least once a year, you got to meet. If you don't meet in that calendar year, then you're, then you're subject to. You guys meet regular. We meet every month. Yeah. 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 I well, think I was at one of your first yeah. meetings. We, we, we meet every month and, yeah. and we have, we have willing participants, yeah. uh, but we just, you know, we're having to build it. So what yeah. is your, what is your, what is your overall mission? Like well, well, collectively, just, just another thing too. Like it, I know that the, the Lake County itself, mm -hmm. that is like the, there's a lot of redundancy in Lake yeah. County because Lake County has the Lake County water authority. They have the St. John's River Water Management District, and they have, um, of course, a soil and water yeah. conservation district. So you have layers of redundancy and, and on top of um, redundancy. And so so I think that's a, you know, and being that Keith, you know, is yeah. from that county, I mean, I think there was, it was, it was even more evident um, yeah. in that regard. So, I mean, and that's kind of what transpired. So, the, I th so here's the deal at the end of the day. My boss firmly believed at the end of the day, we ended up with a good product. I know it seemed extreme, but that's kind of sometimes what you'll see in Tallahassee. It's the, because sometimes we won't know who's out there, so it's a way of fleshing everybody out a little bit. And then everybody starts coming to the table. We met with Audubon Society quite a few times and others in Conservation Florida, um, Tracy Dean and others, and, and so she's a phenomenal- I love, I love her, man. Dude, Tracy she's, Dean is so, she's so cool. And I, she I, is. I, so, uh, listen, if, if it's out in the ether, but Tracy knows how much I adore her. So I'm just saying that Tracy's just cool people from uh, mm -hmm. Conservation uh, of Florida. Mm -hmm. So we met with all these folks and just say, hey, look. And so we ended up what we thought was a good product. And, I'll, and so a year later, here we are. And guess what's happening now? You have folks like Austin from one side or, or Dr. Anderson on the other side. But in many of these districts, they're getting a lot more ag folks involved and or people who actually know what the hell they're talking about. And so now the question is, how do we figure out, because this is what I talked to Keith about. Now, as we move forward and more boards are becoming active, right? And, or engaging a little bit more and not just some nonsensical stuff, right? Because they just can't do that anymore. But actually like, like what Austin's talking about, how do we bridge that divide between those who are really worried about the environment, uh, the environment, and ag folks, let's be honest, who are also concerned about the environment, 
they're taking me a little bit different, but they're meeting, they're trying to get to the same place. So how do we marry the two in an amicable way? And I think we're starting to do that because the Soil Water Conservation Board's finally changed. And right now, I, last time I talked to my boss, he says he likes what he's seeing. He's hearing from around the state. There are people who are engaging, active ag folks or former ag folks or horticulturists and so forth, who are engaging in trying to bring back the Soil Water Conservation uh, Conservation Districts to what they're intended to do, and not just a stepping stone for somebody. I, I mentioned one I was telling Austin about. <sighs> former state rep out of Orange County has no clue um, what the hell is going on. I think it was I, Orange County's part yeah. of her district, Daisy Morales. And we just sat there and go, oh my God, what in the hell? And come to find out, she has no clue, I think, personally about the environment, unless she's hearing it from like, you know, uh, MSNBC or something like that, some talking point. And she has no clue about like ag. Yeah. Right, and so the question is, what is she doing there? Other than the fact that they get to announce her and these meetings that happen in Orange County, oh, we have our elected soil water conservation district person, then she runs for state house. So yeah. that's what we're trying to get away from. I'm not saying that Austin couldn't run for a higher office if he chose to, but the point is, is that Austin, at this point in time, along with Dr. Anderson and others, I think are where they need to be at at this moment in time in, in Volusia County's history with trying to figure out how do we get grants as he said to like local individuals who are trying to do things for the overall just not only just betterment of ag but also i think just in general the environment as well which is a which i think is they're kind of married together in so many ways so, so. here's my here's my wish yeah. and i because i want to read this yeah this is important to us soil and water conservation district promote epa defined lid sustainable landscaping that we used to replicate or restore natural watershed functions and or address targeted watershed goals, mm. which that's a hot mess in Volusia County, endorse water supply from humidity, e.g. rain barrel use, retention ponds, managing stormwater runoff, etc. We suck at that. Um, seek ways to solve water quality issues. It's not been a priority. I know that your boss has um, been raising the issue over the last couple of years, yeah. so I'm just going to leave that there. Mm. Educate county residents about soil and water quality issues, of which we have a lot of because we are um, we're fucking up our county with development. We don't have any leaders in this area right mm. here. I'm going to finish my litany. Educate county residents about various agricultural opportunities, uh, such as community gardening and beekeeping. We suck at that because it's not been a priority. We're mm. developer rich. I'm just going to educate county residents about the importance of controlling invasive species. Leave my lantana alone. I like that. Uh, an annual tree seedling sale. Lantana's native. One of them is not. The big one that I like is not native. Oh, I was going to say, you can see it growing on the side of the highway. Listen, I want lantana and porterweed. <laughs> so I recently went to Ohio, and I, I toured a nursery operation, and I toured a, uh, a retail nursery, and they had lantana, three-gallon lantana in there for like 60 bucks. Oh, yeah, so like, you my can, goodness. Yeah. You can dig it up yeah. on the side yeah. of the road. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's my thing. That's my thing. If, you, if you're going to yeah. plant my whole yard with this, my whole yard, yeah. daisies, little ones, yeah. like Dalbergs, yeah. okay, porterweed and lantana, I'm good to go. You pull every bit of pull every bit of grass up that you want yeah. because I at this juncture I hate lawns yeah I think it's a waste I think we should be gardening our front yards you yeah. know I think we should be warriors in that respect and here's the thing this is what this board was set up for but what are we doing well first of all you can't have barrel use it's illegal to use mm. barrel use right why 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 first of all and we need more strength in promoting this stuff the low impact development um sustainable landscaping one of the things that i brought up um 
because I, SB 102, the Live Local Act, yep. I rail against it. I think it's stupid. I think it was uh, a reach for political purposes. I think it was pushed through too quickly, and I think that the county accepted it too quickly. I think that the county council endorsed it, accepted it. I think they left cities in a bad way, and I think that also um, they did a shit job of it. Uh, and and now it's going to come back. The chickens are going to come home to roost. We'll see. As it yeah, were. I mean, we'll, we'll know in time. Yeah, yeah. I listen. I admire the. I admire. I admire the thought behind it, mm-hmm. but it was more political than it was to do, to achieve what we need to. Because here's the thing, Volusia has decimated itself with the with the growth. You know, I went by. I can't go down LPGA, and over on the side across from Margaritaville, the development it's some bullshit name something preserve. And I'm like, what have you preserved? You clear cut everything, and we have no will. There is no will of legislation yeah. at this point to do anything about it. So. I said that what we're doing is, as our city and our development agreements, one of the ways that we're going to kind of stave off some of that is make things mandatory regarding the development agreement. Florida native, not just Florida friendly, but Florida native plants, wherever you go. I would like to see 30% solar in these developments. I think that that, when you're talking about affordable housing, and not only that, um, making it truly affordable for people. So I'm looking at these renewable reusable sources and that's where i hope that we're headed with with you know with your job here so i that's what i want to hear what your goals are because i know that you come from an ag background i know that you are mr tree right mr tree yeah Uh, that's why i call you mr tree (laughs) yeah um so i can talk a little bit about the sustainable landscapes the company that i work for cherry lake um in my 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 paying job is we, we have a whole division uh, based on sustainability. We're very forward thinking. Our, one of our CEOs is, is he's a visionary guy and he, and he recognizes the need. I mean, the, the largest consumer of water um, in Florida is, is landscapes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everything from turf to, you know, to, to the, the typical landscape plant palette, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily, you know, native or, or drought tolerant or Florida mm-hmm. friendly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what he's decided to do, and, and we're investing a tremendous amount of money, we have demonstration gardens, we have all these different things where we're doing, you know, scientific-based research on what types of native plant materials that we can cultivate um, that will achieve a reasonable aesthetic for people. But, uh, but yet meet all these requirements of drought tolerant, pollinator friendly, butterfly attractants, you know, uh, Florida friendly type stuff, uh, no fertilization required, that sort of thing. And we actually partnered with a developer, um, Sunbridge, and they have a large development down by um, uh, Lake Nona where it's all, it's all a Florida friendly um, landscape, right? And... Um, and and that's what they're all about. And so and it's large. I mean, it's hundreds Let me ask of you houses. a question. Would you go as far as legislating that or does your poli- does your political ideology say hell no? So tell me which hey, is Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Go ahead. So you can't legislate that now because a if you said you got to do all your landscapes in this, where are you going to buy it? 
Nobody grows that level of product to meet the legislation. That's putting the cart we before do, the horse. We do Florida friendly. There's a shit no, 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 no. Nobody, you could not go and say, I'm, I'm going to do a large master HOA in this and, and be, have, be able to source the material at reasonable prices to do all that, especially when it comes to ground cover. Ground cover is one of the big issues, right? Um, what's if people don't want turf? Well, what's the alternative? And there's been things like perennial peanut and that, yeah, I like that. Things. We use that in the city of Deltona. Well, here's the thing: like I think a lot of people are on board with that, but a lot of the people that are buying the houses um, from these developers aren't from here. They're not from here. They're moving here, right? And so Fucking some of the home. yeah, Fucking I mean, go home. Well, it's quiet. kind of that like oh, oh my god. I want to close the door. Says the girl. So the girl moved down from Georgia. I was going to say <laughs> that was from? fucking. Yeah. Listen, that was like <laughs> fucking 30, 40 years ago. Stop oh, yeah. triggering me. <laughs> Third generation Floridian. So it's a good thing we didn't close the door behind us. You know? Yeah, I just to Austin's point, I think. I think there are opportunities when you can legislate. Look, so one of the things we're looking at, right? But we're not. Gonna, here's the thing. But he, we're not gonna. We're not gonna do the right thing. We're not gonna no, do no. as at, no. as this certain community. I see time and time again. We're not gonna fucking do the right thing given the choice. We're not. We're just not gonna do the well, right well, thing. I think that if the products are available, and so for example, like they have now, I think it's, I don't know if it's Austin. I think it's Scotts, whatever that has a form of Saint Augustine that now, yep. like grows much slower. Matter of fact, it's I think it's called a. a Pro, oh my, Pro, Pro Vista. Vista. Yeah. Pro Vista. My boss knows all about it, right? Yeah. And Pro Vista and others. And then I know for a fact that there's a lot of turf grass producers. So St. Augustine sucks up so much water in the state of Florida. But one of the challenges is we use, what's the other grass that we, that we move mostly Bahia. in Florida? Bahia, right? Yeah. Everybody hates the tall stalks. I know there's research going on on how do we create aesthetically speaking, right? A Bahia grass that doesn't grow as tall, right? With the stalks, yeah. drops the seeds and then looks filler, a fuller. But guess what? You're not using as much water. It's much more water tolerant and so forth. So there's a number of individuals looking at those things and then they just gotta get down to market. But it, to, your, to his point, if you legislate it and if it's not fully ready, What's the point of legislating it if if there's and, and it create that 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 automatically create that demand when there's not enough product to you know, to, to go ahead and, and sustain it? It's, you know it's I mean? not even just that. Like the people that that maintain like one thing that we're finding, and I mean we're doing this on bigger scale than has been done before. Mm -hmm. And one thing that we're finding is it's it's a whole different way to manage landscapes. Right. It's an entirely different way. And there's pockets of people that have become really good at it. There's mm -hmm. a gentleman in the villages that's been doing it for years and we benchmarked with him. But the thing is, is like if you legislate this, A, they got to find the material. B, you know, you, you essentially just grandfather in what's there and then moving forward, everything has to do this. But yeah. at the pace that development is, you're not going to find that material. That's problematic for me. Nobody no, grows it. And then who maintains it? Yeah. It's gonna. The problem is, like most developments, and the sad thing is, is they go. They have these these uh, localized stipulations, right? About like Mount Dora is is a is one that I always refer to because they have these rules about how having to plant a certain amount of material <laughs> to hide the highway, hide the buildings from the highway. And what they end up doing is they end up slapping a bunch of stuff in that any arborist, any horticulturalist would tell you the spacing's all wrong. There's too much. You're right by power lines. All these things, um, and it all dies, right? Mm -hmm. But they did what they needed to do on the front end. And so, if you start, if you start implementing, and and here's the other problem, I think Dana is that every community wants to have their own special little rules, right? 
And that becomes very difficult from, uh, you know, from a, a, a standpoint of like whether you're a business that services landscapes or you're a grower or you're doing all these things. And so I, I don't think it's bad to have these rules, but I think there has to be some sort of cohesion um, on, on a broader scale, like on a state level. And there are tons of organizations to work I know. with. See, that I, mean, can do that. I was just, I was, I didn't want to cut you off because I was just, I wanted you to finish your thought there. But I was already going on this. I, I'm already in my mind thinking, ah, oh, brother, you don't know, man. So, and, and this is something she and I talk about no, legitimately. We talk about. Those are my opinions. What? I mean, what uh, that's what, what, that's what why you're why here. here. Because, because what's going to happen here. is that means that now what you're doing when you're, when you're sitting a standard at the state level, you're taking a certain level of control from the locals, which obviously she doesn't, she's not a big fan of. No. So I would just say this is that. What I've learned over a period of time is that, uh, and I've, and Listen, I've had a lot of conversations times, with There her. are times when a community needs a daddy, yeah, okay? But, and right. I'm going to say, at the state Here's level... Here's the problem when you give control of these things to local municipalities and at whatever scale, city of, mm. uh, county of, do they have an entire, um, you know, uh, flag flag-bearing university of research and development behind them, experts in every kind of field that, that essentially those people develop the standards and then it's implemented just like BMPs and yeah. things like that. And now there's, it's not foolproof and there's problems with that. The BMPs hadn't been updated in years yeah. and they were problematic, but um, I don't know. I, again, I go back to, you know, I, I don't, I mean, are the, do you think the people on the county commission in Volusia are qualified to make scientific, technical legislation? <laughs> I'm going to tell you a resounding no, but hey. Uh, <laughs> that will impact millions of people's yeah, lives yeah, yeah, in terms of business. I have <laughs> all faith in our Volusia County Council full of seven men that they fucking know it all. Uh, listen, they uh, know it all. Uh, I'm a fan, you know. Uh, they but fucking I, I, know but it I will all. just say this is that, you know, my challenge always is that no, they don't always know. And so that's where we come in and say at the state level, can we? So, for example, guys like Austin and his business and uh, many others. All right, are trying to kind of like get through all the different ordinances that are in different counties, and we're saying, okay, so then they come to us as associations and say, look, we got to create some sort of a standard at the state level. Yeah, we know it's going to take a little bit of control from the local governments, but it's the only way we're going to be able to survive and then be able to do what we want to do as far as, you know, coming into counties and providing the stuff that they want and, and others you know, on their properties and so forth. But there has to be a base level standard. And to your point, Sometimes, unfortunately, daddy has to step in. I'm not, say, but I do believe. I will tell you this: I do believe that sometimes daddy steps in a little bit too you much. You know, I have fucking daddy. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> Here's another thing to your point. So I'm a certified arborist, and I run a a, a consulting business on the side, mm -hmm. and so I work with other, you know, uh, tree surgeons essentially, right? Mm -hmm. um, because they have a lot of they have a hard time navigating all these hyper local tree ordinance, tree protection yeah. ordinances, right? And so I provide some of those services and I do some consulting and, you know, an expert opinion on, on certain, the, the health of trees and do inspections and surveys and things like that. Um, but, you know, one thing that I always am troubled by, and you said, well, you're relinquishing control at a local level to make decisions. Well, at a hyper-local level, like somebody's yard, they no longer have control whether or not they want to remove a tree or prune a tree or do certain things. And so it's like, it's okay at a certain level, but then when you, and so I bump up against private property rights all the time, you know, like, and I'm torn because 
obviously I'm passionate about trees. I'm passionate about the environment. I mean, that's my business. That's what I do. But at the same time, it's like, I believe in private property rights. And so it's like, well, how much can we dictate what you can do with your own property? And yeah. that, so there's, there's, there's a lot of layers to it and it's complicated. We're in a complicated relationship. Listen, I will tell you this. We go back and forth all the time regarding state level, right? Regarding property rights. Mm -hmm. I'm for that because most of, most of my individual property right arguments come from a development standpoint, right? Um, I have a real problem with it. it did, I'm looked at like I am anti-development. Mm -hmm. There's nothing further from the truth. But I am for proper, sustainable development, yeah. of which Volusia County does shit for. Okay? Volusia County sucks because, you know what? It's not important to them. What's what does important, it look like to you, though? What does responsible, low, what, what does what well, look I like mean, to me? low-impact development's a buzzword that has a lot of science. I'm going to tear all that shit away. Do you uh, mean building up? Like not re re reducing like the urban sprawl. I, I mean, think her, I think some, like? some of the, her biggest concerns are the extreme zero lot line type developments that happen in many cases, especially in areas that are getting pushing up against wetland areas. Yep. Or where you have, you'll have. <laughs> I'll use one example. You'll have Osteen, which I'm not a big fan of. Most times, I'm, I'm okay with development to a certain degree. There's issues about developers in general that I that she and I agree on that, and I learned from her. But I was just just researching myself. But Osteen. For example, right? They want to put, and the landowner back there wants to put a bunch of a development back there, right? Most of the people that live right off of 415, that general vicinity over there and back a little bit, all living on 5, 10, 15 acre lots. Yep. And because there's one little corner piece, they say, oh, this is in keeping with, and they want to put a shit ton of zero lot lines over there, which I'm not a fan of. Because it's not, it, for me personally, it's not in keeping with the area. Most of the folks that are back there all live in five acres plus, sure. right? And then you're creating that much more density in there. So to a certain extent, it loses a little bit of that urban sprawl. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, if you're going to develop, what are we doing to, to keep up with nature? Are you creating, what type of buffer are you creating? What type of trees are you Listen, keeping on board? here's what they're doing. Yeah. Completely stripping a piece of land without any thought process or development because it's the cheap way to do it. And, and so we're going to clear vegetation that is naturally occurring mm. so that we can fucking replant navigation because, oh my God, we can't drive a bulldozer around this, to which I say is bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. And, and that's one of my things with the county. Osteen is a perfect example. That area there, there's one road, Lakeshore Drive, that yep. goes all the way down to 415. Yep. Okay. That has been designated a scenic byway. It has D Ranch Preserve back there, but yet we're taking and it backs up the wetlands, mm -hmm. right? But we're backpedaling on our wetland issues. We're allowing for the the density calculations make me fucking crazy because it's based on a gross and not a net, and they're able to fucking move things instead of looking at it holistically. Yeah. That makes me absolutely insane. They the development in Volusia County. It just sucks. I understand that we're going to have development. All of that shit, I know that it's owned past LPGA out right there. Mm. I'm sorry, but I hope it falls out into the fucking swamp. <laughs> I, I do. Because the, 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 the daylighting of groundwater out there, the groundwater table, there's no way that that shit really passed proper geotechnical inspection. And you know that myself and at least two mm. other commissioners from different cities feel that way we don't keep our conservation in mind when we're developing as a county we suck at it we just do money developer money everything's conservation is not profitable here's the thing though 
it's mandatory. It should be prohibitively expensive to uh, live in Florida. Do you know that? Yeah. Because we're entrusted with not yeah. only our coastal areas, but we're entrusted with every bit of fucking water we have, which, by the way, Deltona, we're sucking dry because we're developing. Our town was made for 70,000 people. We're I now know, at 100,000 fucking people talking about the infrastructure so, wh- and our cup. I know. I don't talk I know, about our I know cup. It's bullshit. CAP, we don't have enough water. Something use permit. We don't I, have enough fucking water. What I'll tell you is this, is that, you know, obviously, whenever she makes a statement about <laughs> Prohibitively expensive. I always, yeah, I know. Yeah. I always talked to her about it. And I said, well, don't forget, it's not just for out-of-staters, but in-staters are going to be impacted by prohibitively expensive as well. That said, I do agree with the general premise and the, and the concern that you're that you're sharing. Sure. And what I'll just tell you is, I believe maybe this is me being maybe I'm being naive. I don't know, but I believe in individuals like Austin and others who are looking at this, going, look. I'm not trying to be anti-development or anything else for that matter, but we also need to find a better way on how do we include, you know, Florida native type species when it comes to planting and and, and working with these developers to do that and, and, and so forth. And obviously him being on the Soil, a Soil Water Conservation Board, what is he seeing today? Well, what does he bring to the table? So I guess my question then to you, B. Austin, is... Obviously, you're on the board now, right? And the board is there, and you guys are trying to get together. So what are some of the things that you guys are looking towards in the future as far as, you know, because honestly. How do we get more? Let me just yeah. plain Democrat speak. <laughs> how do we get better, and how quickly can we get there? Because it's not, I don't believe that we're maybe doing things. We're not doing it fast enough because the higher ups that be don't think it's important enough. But yeah. we're dying, and I believe that. Yeah, so how do we get better? Well, that's a good question. I mean, that's why we're trying to build a foundation of, of stability and, and some sort of um, efficiency with which we can operate, mm. right? And um, and then once we do that, we can start to pursue things. But, you know, our sphere of influence is, is just that. It's a sphere of influence. Yeah. We don't have any legislative power, obviously, nothing like that. But we can advocate on behalf of, of certain things. Do you guys come to county meetings? Uh, I haven't. Okay, so here's my thing. I think that because of the detrimental nature of development and given your mission statement, when I say yours, I mean the board, I think that a member of the board should be looking at every fucking agenda item that is including building and development and speaking out on it at every county council meeting. I mean, I want you at my city meeting. I want the input from people where this is what we are trying to do because i will guarantee you this 99 percent of the time i stand alone yeah. I, on my commission dais yeah. regarding growth and development we just had a developer walk out of our community with 10 million fucking dollars you know why because they were allowed to use a traffic study from 2009 okay mm. in 2023 that determined what the prop cost share was and it was at least four times more what they paid so they walked away with 10 million dollars because we okayed not me the rest of the dais, 5-2 yeah. vote. Okay, that developer coming in and not paying a prop share. So when I'm talking about things that are detrimental going in with development, these are things that need to be brought up and they need to be on the forefront if we're to change the way that they are allowed to legislate. Sure. So. No, I think it's a fantastic idea. And, and I admittedly, I haven't been on uh, to a commission meeting um, yeah. since I've been on soil and water conservation. Throw board. a quarter in. I've been to... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't swear. You did in your mind. I felt it. <laughs> uh, no, and I, I've been to Lake County ones, and again, that's why I'm doing this because I'm not involved as much as I mm-hmm. could and and should be in Volusia County. You know what they say? What's that? To whom much is given, much is expected. You know, and there's a great responsibility with your legacy and historical. Just as long as you've been doing this, right? I think that it lends a voice of. Um, 
I think that it lends a voice of credence to these issues that we face. I think that you believe this, right? I mean, sure. I, I'll say this. So here's my position on development. I'll, I'll, oftentimes it breaks my heart, mm -hmm. right? Breaks my heart to see, I mean, I grew up around here, like I can tell you when growing up in Orlando, where if you went, uh, you know, essentially east of like uh, Chickasaw, yeah. nothing, yeah. till you hit Alafaya. I mean, and now it's, it's yeah. you know, you, it's all you see is rooftops, right? Yeah. And, and Florida is, that's the number one crop in Florida is rooftops. We're farming, mm -hmm. farming yeah. rooftops, farming New Yorkers, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it breaks my heart. But here's the other thing, like... Oh, God, don't give me a fucking upside. <laughs> no, this is not an upside. This okay. is just where where I'm a little bit yeah. torn is that, you know, I come admittedly, and don't hold it against me, but I come from a family of lawyers and judges, right? And so I have a profound respect for the law. And and so when it comes to looking at issues of, of development and rights, I have to come from a point of I can't just be this, like, bleeding heart. I mean, I have to look yes, at... Yes, you can, Austin. <laughs> I could, but that's not me. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I, I can't do that. I can't reasonably do that. And so, but here's the thing, like, you know, I, I one thing that I'm, I'm very annoyed with is that, and, and this is just across the gambit of every level of politics, um, it's all about money. We have way too much money in politics. And I mean, when super PACs were created in, what was that, 2008 or six or something? I mean, that was... That was the the beginning of the end. It's like, oh, well, now donors can, individual donors or corporations now can donate as much money as they want. You need to come sit at my lunch it's table. It's like unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, and that, and that just epitomizes, you know, part of the problem. So when I think about, like, the way that development is going, I want to follow the money, right? And, um, and unfortunately, and, and that's why I'm on the Soil and Water Conservation District because, you know, I got to do something about it. If I don't like it, I need to step up and do something about it. And that's why I'm involved in advisory boards for IFAS extension in Lake County. That's why I'm on, you know, leadership Lake County board. That's why I do the, uh, the farm bureau, Florida, uh, Lake County farm bureau. You know, that's why I'm involved at the state level farm bureau because I want to get involved to try to impact change. Good for him. No, it's but a real here's thing. the thing. I do what I can, where I can, when I can. Um, and that's all I can do. And so here's the thing that yeah. I've learned from drinking of the fire hose, which is politics, yeah. in the last three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Because what did I know when I walked into your office? Not a whole lot. Six years ago. Yes, yeah, not a whole lot. I didn't know anything. Yeah. There was I... a lot of yelling and screaming, but actually we sat down. She and I sat down, and it was about an hour and a half of conversation, maybe almost two hours. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when I got to realize that she's actually, when you get her off her, just, you know, she's actually a very reasonable person to talk to. Um, and I have I, found that to be true. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think most. I think because everybody hears her yelling or ranting about something, they they don't realize that when you actually sit down and talk to her, she's actually very reasonable, um, and she's willing to meet people halfway. But I think on her part, she also wants individuals. If we're gonna play this game, I then I legitimately want you to meet me halfway. I'll mm -hmm. meet you halfway, but don't come to me and say you're gonna meet me halfway and then change the game on me. Because sure. yep. that'll piss not just her off. I think it pisses most people off. And this yep. is something that I talked to you about yep. with the other city commissioner about yep. developers coming in and changing midstream, kind of like oh, okay, with well, land uses. Makes yeah, me crazy. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I I agree wholeheartedly. I'm an action person. I've always been that way. It's like okay, you you bring a problem. Well, where's the solution? Let's go do the solution. And that's Let's me. do the thing. I, I don't have that's the me. patience for 
you know, just just the endless banter and things like that. It's like I want to find a solution and I want to I want to enact it and I want to move on and find the next problem and solve the next. Do problem. you want to know something that I find that most people who are in the private sector of business, Dana owns her own business. You own your own, or you if you don't own your own business, you have your own consulting, but you also work for a business, private sure, sector. Sure. My background long for a long time was private sector. Used to be in construction with my dad and before that and so forth. But I just you know and. What I do find a lot of times is people in government don't view it the same way, and that's what frustrates me a little bit. And I've always said, like, my, my, my bachelor's is in public administration, and I felt like public administration degrees should change where it's like, okay, you get your main public administration, but you're required to take X amount of classes in business administration so you have an understand, at least some sort of understanding from the business side. And I feel all too often too many people who are in government, especially for those who have been in there a long time, just are so disconnected. Also, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Political science major. You know how many business courses I took in, for my undergrad? Zero. Yeah. So I want to tell you this. <laughs> Shamefully. I don't know how I turned into a farmer. Yeah. Like somewhere I took a wrong turn yeah. and ended up in a field. Uh, I have learned, however, this. Mm. That passion and vision take the place a lot of political wrangling. Because I knew nothing when I came in three years ago. I knew business principles, like mm. from running my own business. And I came from an um, activist background. Mm. You know, that's my, that's my background. Sure. But I consider myself pretty bipartisan when it comes to working with issues. I get, I get accused all the time of being a closeted Republican, you know. But my ideals are this, that we have a responsibility to our children, to our grandchildren, um, to be stewards of what we have, and we've not done a really great job of that. And the developer money, and I talk about this all the time, is God here in, in the state of Florida. And that's not the premise of the Florida that I know and love. The premise of Florida that I know and love is wild, old Florida. I understand that people want to move here. I understand why it's attractive. I still think that we should have a fucking state income tax to discourage all of that bullshit from moving down here. I think that we haven't had enough talk about um, honest discussion mm. and talk about capacity. Yeah. How many fucking people will fit in the state of Florida? Nobody ever talks about that. When I talk, and I'll break it down to my city. The capacity for my city, as far as having infrastructure, that includes sure. good water, roads, social services, education systems, for 70,000 people. We have now surpassed that mm. by 30, 40% without yeah. matching the resources to take care of it. The way that we're going is unsustainable for our environment, and we're not talking about that. It's not important enough to the people that keep bringing money in because there are so many legislators that live under this um, false premise that development pays for itself, and it doesn't. We are saddling our kids with taking care of the shit that we broke here in Florida. And the state is, the state is like Republican-led, and here's the thing. When I feel that when the majority of Republicans that aren't putting the rubber to the road talk about conservation, it's so that they can fucking fish and hunt, right? I appreciate that because my family in Georgia, they are mm. farmers, they are fishers, they're hunters. That's the way I, I understand, and I appreciate that. But having respect for the land just because it's the fucking land is a concept that is really lost on Do you want to know something? Do you know, I want Go ahead, go ahead, Austin. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead, please. I was gonna, I'm no, going to comment no, on something, I'll, but go me, ahead. Let me tumble that around All right. for okay. a little bit. So what I'll tell you is one of the things that I, 
I've talked about with my boss before, and he and I just privately talked about is the uh, the concern that we have a little bit, which is obviously my boss is not anti development by no means, but his concern though for ag in general, right? Here we are as a country, we are we are outsourcing our ag so much, um, and and the challenge is is that you know, for example, you could own a piece of property, right? You do you I, I like to farm that piece of property. But it's so cost prohibitive in many ways. It's easier to, hey, you know what, I'll sell it and develop it. Or I'll develop it and, and maybe I'll lease it out to whatever the case may be. And that's something he struggles with all the time. He's like, look, man, I want to be in the farming game more so than I am already. I mean, back in the day, he, you know, he farmed corn in Zellwood. And he's, sure. you know, he's got nursery stuff. Obviously, you know, he had late gem farms, which is a big sod producer and so forth. But, you know, he liked to, he liked to farm more. That's just, it's in his blood. It's who he is. But he's like, look, but I got so much property that I'm trying to figure out, like, what do I do? And I'd like to, but man, they make it so damn expensive. And then, and then with that, I could see where farming and, and, and the environment in general just kind of coexists and meets up in the center. But guess what happens? It's, really it's so much, it's so much easier for him to sit here and say, you know what? I might as well develop the property because there's so That's much more. Fucking, here's the thing. That's the fucking easy way out because here's a I, I thing. Mm -hmm. for, and I'm going to own my shit. We become lazy fuckers is what the problem is. Yeah. Mentally lazy when we're talking about figuring and being solution-oriented for yeah. this stuff, it's easier just to pave it. But, oh, lower maintenance, whatever. But it's yeah, not. But it comes at a great yeah, cost. But Dana, yeah, but Dana, here's the problem, though, Dana. And, and Austin, please correct me if I'm wrong on this. But Dana, what most people out there do not realize, I'm learning, and I've learned so far, is that, man, let me tell you something. You take a day-to-day you want to talk about being solution-oriented? Go ask the average farmer out there about being solution-oriented. They're dying out there on, on the vine trying to figure out ways because the margins are slipping away little by little for them. Why is that? Just stop right there. Why? Okay. Why? So go, I, ahead, go, go ahead, Austin. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead Austin, please. Because okay, he's so more of an expert than I am on that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few things, and, and I can give you local examples, right? Okay. So um, Florida has over 300 different commodities. A lot of them are specialty crops. You know, everything from uh, tomatoes to blueberries to strawberries, um, you know, a, a lot of different things. Um, and one of the issues is, uh, of course, regulatory, you know, the tools we're allowed to use. Um, another issue is labor availability. Um, and quite frankly, no, and, and I, I live it. I live it every day. We could advertise $25 an hour to pull weeds and nobody's coming through our Why? Because they're lazy fucks. Because they're lazy fucks. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Woo! I, I don't disagree with that. And, but, but there's, a, there's some other issues and, and that you, 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 you kind of are, are indicating that the decision is easy to say, Hey, it's more profitable for me to sell my land. It's not always that. One of the biggest problems that we have uh, nationwide is succession planning for farming. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it is all, it, it's almost critical because nobody's kids, very few people's kids, want to farm. And so all these farms, these, you have these, this aging population of, of farmers and producers that have no one to give it to. And so a lot of times they have no choice. They have no choice. So what you see is you see land being sold off for development, and then you see conglomerations of land to where you don't have a lot of, you know, smaller producers. You, you start to get these massive, you know, producers. And mm -hmm. there are programs developing out there where they try to put, 
you know, aging farmers that don't have a succession plan with aspiring farmers, because the biggest barrier to entry is, is the cost. of. Cost of I mean, yeah. it's cost prohibitive, right? Yeah, yeah. And so there are programs out there. A matter of fact, you know, Wilson Simpson had talked about, um, because we have a lot of cons a lot of land in, in conservation, um, through like, uh, St. John's yeah. and, and different land that's, uh, that's been purchased that is very difficult for them to maintain. Yeah. It's just not, you know, cause land, even if it's, it's somewhat native, it needs to be maintained and, and, and things like that. And so, um, and some of it, a good portion of it is, is prior ag land. And so he had mentioned on a podcast I was listening to with, uh, our farm bureau president that, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to start leasing that land back, um, to have it maintained. Right. Mm -hmm. And to give you know, people opportunities to farm, you know, and, and to try to tr try to lower that barrier to entry. Um, so it's not always just about, oh, hey, you know, how can I line my pockets bigger? It, there's a lot of different things, you know, citrus greening. I mean, half the land, you know, uh, more than half, I think like 60 or 70 percent of the citrus grove land is houses now or is vacant or is dying, not because these guys don't want to preserve that way of life. It's because there's a disease that's incurable that got introduced through global commerce. And I'll get on that high horse in a second. <laughs> it got introduced through global commerce like that has devastated the citrus industry. Can elaborate on that because that's a fucking can you, Yeah, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? So, we got a couple of minutes. So, okay, yeah, I so like citrus yeah. greening is, is actually called HLB. It's Huang Long Bing virus. It's yeah. this long, you know, with lots of consonants and vowels and stuff. But um, essentially what it is, it's a disease that's vectored by a tiny cyst right and a psyllid is a is a really small form of mosquito and so at some point in some place who knows where port of tampa port of miami you know jacksonville Fucking filthy somebody port. threw open a door yeah. and this tiny little mosquito flew out and 15 20 years later the entire citrus industry which is one of the first most prominent industries i mean that's it's yeah. on our flag i know is devastated and, it, and it's heartbreaking for me because I work for a company, we farm 11,000 acres of citrus. And I mean, it's a fight every year. And, and we have, and thank God we grow trees because we don't make money growing citrus. Can we, grow, can we kill the thing? No, no. I mean, a lot of money has been poured into research and things and we don't have- Do you hear that University of Florida get the fuck on the ball? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that we've been, uh, the state has been probably for, probably for a long time, but I, since I've been there, we've been allocating money and resources, a lot of money, lot of money and resources towards UF, IFAS and others. And it's just this green that's going on. It is a major problem for our citrus industry in Florida. So, and so let me yeah. tell you about some of the things that are going on briefly. So basically what this does, essentially it clogs the arteries of the tree. It doesn't kill the tree right away. It takes about 10 years. So, but it affects the quality of fruit, the, you know, the, the yield of mm -hmm. the fruit. And so eventually the groves just fritter away and die. So there's, there's this revolution in how we farm um, to get even better because the ones that are sticking it out are figuring, well, how can we live in a greening environment? A lot of that is a focus on the soil biology. Increasing the organic matter in the soil has shown beneficial. Um, there's some other things, but you know, in, in pesticides are, are not the answer and they mm -hmm. know that, you know, and so nobody's approaching it in that regard. And so there's this holistic look at how they're doing and some people are surviving and having some success, but 
time will tell. But here's the other thing I want to say regarding the how it got here in the first place. So we have competing markets, right? We have a NAFTA. Are you familiar with NAFTA, North America? I work in I work in brokering and international okay. customs. Yeah. So so we have this, and and it is largely to protect commodity crops. Mm-hmm. So where does that leave the specialty growers in Florida? We have a tremendous amount of illegal dumping. We have competition from places like Mexico where you have these large indoor greenhouses that produce blueberries and berries and strawberries that are government subsidized, right? At 75, 100%. And they're paying their workers $10 a day and they're dumping fruit into our Why don't we fucking change that? Because we would have to change NAFTA. Yeah, and, and both and Republicans and Democrats. Both Republicans and Democrats at the very top. I mean, I'm talking White House to Congress. That's a whole nother issue to deal with. Listen, and bo- I, and both business, have been equally got, guilty. Listen, like we got fucked on tariffs like yeah. over the last, it killed my business over the last three years. So I'm just. I, hey, I want to just say something real quick because I know we got to wrap it up. I'll just say this. He mentioned soil biology. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think maybe there's an opportunity for soil water conservation districts around the state, for those that are active, to try to find ways. Because one of the things that they're able to do is they're also able to draw down on certain dollars, I believe, if I'm mistaken. Uh, and that's something that we need to probably look at is can the soil water conservation district, along with UF, IFAS, and others, can we do more to figure out our soil mm-hmm. and so forth? And and then maybe that's an opportunity there, Austin. I don't know. Sure. But, yeah. Let's you know keep I mean? dumping developer byproduct in it, yeah. though. That'll help. <laughs> hey, listen, I have <laughs> to do this. Technically, I have to do this. Okay. okay? So, um, so last night I was having dinner with some volunteers, and we were talking about the podcast and who was coming on. And I said, the tree guy is coming on. And I said, he's more I'm than a tree, tree guy. guy. No, 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 listen. I explained your technical. I elevated you. Okay? I used all your proper so titles just, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't just say you were the tree guy. But for time's sake, you're an arborist. The you're arborist. a scientist. Are you botanist? Horticulturalist? No. Horticulturalist. I'm Give me your guilty. title. Give me your title. Farmer. Okay. okay. Anyways, <laughs> I have another question. This is something that I could not get a true answer to. Okay. How does our septic system in our yards affect trees? I'm especially worried about eating fruit from a tree roots that has contact with septic. No, you're not. I, I don't think there's any biohazard issue. Um, so typically, and I'm not an expert, but what I what I do know is that that can be converted to ammoniacal nitrogen, right? Which will essentially be converted to nitrate nitrogen, mm. which can actually help the tree. But but no, the, the tree is not going to, and I, I have a pile of quarters here, the tree is not going to absorb shit. <laughs> yeah. <right? you> go. <laughs> it's going to be broken down through microbial activity, and then it's going to be placed in nutrient forms that the tree can use. Phosphorus is another one. All those things are beneficial to a tree and so uh so yeah they well, i'm gonna, have I'm to gonna woman explain you're not eating your poo <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're yeah. not eating your yeah poo. you don't eat your poo folks relax <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god uh, so listen um thank you for being here are you well, gonna come back will you come back i would love to i want to yeah, talk about great. cups next time because i'm really hot on that right something now use from I, it? yeah i'm I gonna let you a lot i know yeah. so i'm oh, gonna give you cool. time to, all right i'm gonna give you time to do your research kind of stuff i don't need to research that i i handle oh, all shit. that for cherry lake well I look at, oh yeah. so he yeah he's very familiar then yeah, yeah. We, need I, to, yeah. We, need, we need to have a separate conversation on that, yeah. all right yeah. when we come back we're not going to get distracted by my political shit we're going to talk about cups yeah okay okay listen all i want everybody to know is if you're out there and you have a concern about the soil water conservation district and so forth obviously there's a couple different members on the board we had uh, dr wendy anderson was one of our first ones but if you also want to talk to austin reach out please um just become more familiar 
I think the op- you can find him at www.treeguy.com. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> so just know that there are people in Be Volusia careful Ca- Googling. <laughs> yeah, there are people in Volusia County who are concerned and and trying to make this whole water conservation district better. Hopefully, bring it back to what it's supposed to be, so that way we can get some real results for the future of our residents in Volusia County. All so. right, listen, guys, I want to tell you something too. This weekend. Uh, coming up, I'm going to be working on the website. Um, remember this, September 29th. Please save the date. Come be my date at Wig Out um, for Cancer. This is going to go to several different cancer foundation charities in Volusia County. We're going to have uh, some amazing guests. We're going to have some amazing prizes. Sheriff Chitwood has generously donated a SWAT experience that will be on the oh, live auction. Cool. cool. And uh, maybe some other things. I know that we will be selling calendars. First one out of your Volusia uh, deputy sheriffs Ooh, I, and I um, <laughs> and and the firefighter oh calendar. Thank calendar you very girl. much. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, we want to feature prominently our um, our public safety first people, responders. first responders, first responders. Yeah, yeah in Volusia <laughs> County. So, uh, and it's going to be done respectfully. Yeah. I promise the chief that it would be done tastefully and respectfully. Tastefully, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but if you would like to bid on helping me figure out who will be calendar people, um, there's going to be an opportunity to do that. Also, a bunch of women wow. sitting around in a room figuring out who's going to be on the calendar. But we're going to have male and female. Just want to oh. let you know that oh, oh. represented I because like we. That. Have like some that. beautiful equal opportunity. I love it. First there, responders, there. yes. So, yeah. anyways, it's all for a good cause. I good. say that in jest, but it's all for a good cause. Come out and support September 29th. And listen, in closing, again, Austin, thank you. You've been great. You've been a great sport it's about it. It's been fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, come back to see us again. Uh, follow us and remember this: yep. that if it's important to you, it's important to us, folks. Peace. Bye. This has been The Smoking Truth with Dana McCool and Eric Raimundo. Listen for new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. This has been a Mike and Mike production.